writers, welcome back to Story Magic, a podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Rachel. And I'm Emily. And today we want to talk about the pros and cons of external motivation. So this is a, um, a very important topic to me, actually, because um, I find the previous Rachel was very motivated by external motivation. <laughs> external circumstances um but I think for the wrong reasons Mm. and I always would get a lot of things done but not feel good about them current Rachel has found a lot of value in external motivation and it's very much helped me stay on track make progress as fast as I want to et cetera et cetera um so I, I want to talk about kind of the mindset difference between the two and yeah. what might work for some people and what might work for other people. Um, so it's, to- so it's so funny that you talk about the change because I th- feel like mine was opposite. Yeah. I used to be um, extremely driven by external motivation, but for all the wrong reasons in that – and I like really burnt myself out because of it. And since I started to work on that mindset stuff – now I really don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it doesn't work for me. And so I'm really excited to dig into, you know, the difference between because we all have different reasons why yeah. or why not um, external motivation is going to work for us. And it's really important that mindset piece of digging into what how does it affect your mindset specifically? Um, because like only you can answer that question. And so yes. I love that we have very different standpoints on this so we can yeah we can experiences so we yeah. can look at it um look at it differently so yeah. let's talk about it more talk about mindset yeah so um when i say external motivation what i'm meaning by that is doing something like writing because of external reasons so what that is for me right now is that i have a daily word count goal because i'm trying to finish my draft by the end of this month and that that is today is may so i'm trying to finish my draft by the end of may and so i have a writing goal every day to hit those words to reach the word count that i have that i'm aiming for that i'm targeting um sometimes this can be this can be kind of any any external motivator any reason that you're doing writing um, whether that's to meet a deadline, to um, complete so many words in a period of time, to do, you know, three drafts in a year, like any type of milestone, I would say, or any type of um, you're not just kind of doing it when you want to. You're like doing mm-hmm. it because you have a reason that you have either put on yourself or you have a, a circumstance that has given you this reason to do something externally. Um, so I want to start by telling kind of like a, a difference in experience here in a story. So we do live coaching calls um, in our Tenacious Writing program where um, once a month, sometimes more, we, you and I will show up to mm-hmm. a Zoom call and any of our TW members can come and ask questions to us. Um, and we provide them with coaching and advice and love and encouragement and guidance, et cetera. Um, to kind of get them back to the page. So on the last coaching call that I hosted, um, one of our members came with kind of this problem of she was feeling very unmotivated, very like demotivated. She was like, I don't feel a pressure to produce anything. And that was like a problem, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is funny because what I'm, what I'm laughing about is like 
don't feel the pressure to produce. Like that's the goal. Yeah. But she yeah. was feeling like she wasn't doing enough. She wasn't getting enough done. All of this is wrapped up into hustle culture. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that for a minute, but I asked her, I was like, what do you think about external motivation? If you are trying to complete something in a certain amount of time and you're feeling really unmotivated to do that, have you thought about a daily workout goal or a daily um, time, like a timer goal or some sort of, you want to do this much in this period of time? And she was like, yes, but it makes my heart like start beating crazy and it makes my it it makes me want to hyperventilate and it makes me like freak out and worry that I'm not gonna do it like I'm what happens if I don't complete it and I was like then girl don't like do not set an external motivation for yourself if that's how it makes you feel if it may if it instantly makes you worry what if I can't meet it that was a problem so we started talking about we started talking about this of the when does it work and when does it not work? And mm-hmm. I shared the story with me where it's really working for me. That is really motivating for me to have a big goal and be able to break it down into manageable pieces per day. Um, but that didn't, that used to burn me out and it doesn't anymore. And the more I thought about it, the more that I, I was thinking, okay, what about my mindset is different. Mm. That's, that's what I'm aiming for in this conversation is like, how can we mold our mindsets to create the motivation for ourselves that is the most impactful, whether it's external or whether it's internal or whether it's or something else where you're just like, you know what? I don't want to have the pressure. So I'm just going to write whenever I feel like it. And if I don't write for three weeks, fine. Yeah. Um, that's perfectly okay too. So for this author um, who was really worried about this deadline, we talked a lot about taking the pressure off and just not get rid of the deadline in so many cases it's arbitrary in so many cases writers create deadlines for themselves for no other reason than trying to produce a certain amount of things in a certain amount of time because they feel like they have to in order to get validated or to Mm. or to prove themselves um or to feel like they're a writer yeah that is all the wrong reasons to set an external motivation, like a daily workout goal. Yeah. Self-worth is a really big piece of this. And that was when I was talking earlier about how I used to use external motivations a lot, like, (laughs) like a lot, a lot. I had crazy spreadsheets of word counts and all the things. Um, and this was with my first novel and, that for me was coming. And, and I think that's, that's the question we want to ask is where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. Where's the desire to do that coming from? And for me at that point in time, it was coming from a space of, if I don't finish this draft by X date, then there is a part of me that deeply, truly believes that I am like a lazy failure and I will never get a book in the world. And it will never like, I will never amount to anything as a writer. Like that is where it was coming from. And it was coming from this from and and like tangentially to that, it was coming from a place of, I don't trust myself Mm -hmm. to complete this project that I love without control, without controlling myself by forcing myself to show up in a certain way every single day to prove, you know, something to myself. Um, And so for me, that's where it was coming from. Um, And that was a very unhealthy Place yeah, to be setting external motivation goals. Oh yeah, I I uh, I am like so. I really love that you brought up the idea of control. Um, 
And, and I think I, ha- I have some questions that I want listeners to ask themselves. So we'll get to that. But I mean, with with this idea of control, you have to control yourself or you or you won't get it done. Basically, hustle culture galore. But yeah, I have had multiple clients who create these in depth, detailed timelines of like down to the day when they are going to accomplish what thing. And if you miss one day, the entire timeline is like thrown off. Mm-hmm. That is what used to get me where I I would do the same. And, and I, I used to set external motivations for the very, for very similar reasons. But what I didn't realize was that my ADHD brain really enjoys seeing myself hit those goals Mm-hmm. Being able to get so I use Scrivener's and they have those that word count like bar and like once you <laughs> hit it it turns green. <laughs> I have never figured out how to use that ever. Oh my god, it's Shift Command T and it okay. brings it up. <laughs> my brain is like no. It's <laughs> like, like Emily, stop <laughs> right there. Oh my, it's called up the project tracker. So if you go to project <laughs> and then you can go like um, project it. targets. Anyway, that's Scrivener's so, the best. <laughs> I love Scrivener. That's so helpful for me. And I get a little dopamine hit whenever my bar goes green, whenever I reach my goal. And that like makes me feel really, really good. But previously it would, I didn't realize that's what my brain was trying to do. I was setting the goals to feel valuable, to get that self-worth. Mm. They also worked. So I had to tease apart, why is this working for me? But why do I feel so bad about it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then I worked on my mindset and that's why it still works for me is because like my brain wants that dopamine hit. I want the stimulation that I get when I see those numbers go up. I like seeing the physical progress or like the the numbers tick up the more mm. that I write. That's really motivating to me. But I no longer attach that to what if I skip a day? Well, my yeah. my whole project tracker is off. No, no, it's not. Because now I like am very protective of my rest. And if I want to skip a day, okay. So what mm-hmm. if I finish my book on May 31st or June 1st? Yeah. So what? So like I'll skip a day. Um, and I I that's where I have really dove into why does this work so well for my brain and my body? But how can I think about it in a way that's impactful and valuable and healthy for my writing practice? Yeah. And I've found a balance of like, okay, I'm going to set word count goals that feel reasonable. So I had, so here's another example. I had originally set my goal for like May 15th and um, I skipped a couple days for, to take some rest. And there were a couple days where I was like in a hyper-focused reading zone. So I read like four books in a weekend. <laughs> And like didn't write. That's another part of ADHD is that I get very hyper focused on a specific thing. And when I'm hyper focused in a book, I cannot write. So I missed mm-hmm. a couple days. And it ticked up my word count target to like 3,000 words a day. And I was like, there's no way. Just move it back. Who cares? Yeah. Just gonna move my date back. May 31st, that's my goal. And it brought my words down. I was like, that's doable. It feels really good. I'm gonna try that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple days ago, I just decided, you know what? I don't, I don't want to write today. So I'm gonna take this day off knowing that the next day I'd have a little bit more words on my tracker. And if I hit them, great. If I didn't, great. It doesn't matter to me whether or not I hit this. Yeah. 
it's about like your self-worth is no longer tied to did I produce my factory output or not? Yeah. Um, and I think, and there's also a trust level too. I think trust is really big here and it's tied to self-worth, right? And and this is in both of our stories um, or, or pops up in both of our stories. For me, it was, I don't trust. Like, I feel like I have to control myself because I don't trust that I'm going to show up. I don't trust that I can finish this on time um, unless I control myself. And that's what's shifted for me is that I've, I have learned that I don't show up. Like my consistency doesn't look like that. My consistency doesn't look like every day. It doesn't yeah. look like the same time every day. It doesn't look like, like I have these, like I've leaned into this process of, I do a lot of thinking and subconscious work and journaling and like a lot of this deep stuff. And then I create in bursts. Mm-hmm. So um, like right now I'm gearing up to start a revision and I haven't started my read through yet for various reasons, but I really think that what's going on deep inside is I'm subconsciously thinking about the bigger revisions that I want to make. And I'm not ready to start reading and like going into the detail stuff. And once mm-hmm. I am, I'll be able to pump that out fast. But if I was to be like, do this many chapters this day and this many chapters tomorrow and this many chapters, like my brain would break. Cause it just, yeah. it needs the time to like go through that those motions. And so, but that's something I had to learn about myself. I used to try to force myself into the 1200 words a day box. Yeah. Um, and it really burnt me out because that's just not how I meant to produce. Yeah. To create, create, (laughs) (laughs) to create. And I think that you just touched on my point of this episode, which is that you had to figure it out through trial and error without Mm -hmm. judgment. Like if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, that's me. I put so much pressure on these these external motivations, on these deadlines, on these timelines, on these goals, on these trackers. But I don't know how to do it any differently. The first place you start is by letting go of the pressure and the judgment and the shame. Yeah. And like like so here's an example. In January, this is not a full example, but Okay, hear me out. This is a story. So in January, when we were doing our um, build a sustainable writing routine workshop for Tenacious Writing, um, which, by the way, everybody, you can still go take that workshop if you are a TW member. So become a TW member and learn how to build a sustainable writing routine. When we were doing that, I was only at a place where I wanted to write two or three times a week, and that was fine. Then I was like, you know what? I feel really, really good about finishing this draft. I'm so close. What if I did like a word count goal? And then I Mm -hmm. I pivoted and I changed. And then I've been writing every day for a month, taking like one or two days off here, there when I've needed it. But before before I took that break I was mentioning, I had written for 14 days straight. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take a little break today. I don't want to do it. Um, You've got to be aware, you've got to build that awareness and you've got to let go of the shame and the judgment because some days you, some weeks sustainability, it might be writing one day a week. Yeah. Sometimes you might be like, right now I'm feeling so good about trying this new thing. I'm going to try out. Can I write, can I reach this goal in 30 days? Mm -hmm. But you've got to let go of what, what happens if you don't hit it? Like that's the question I had to ask myself multiple times. What happens if I don't hit my deadline? What will I think about myself? Not yeah. like there are other things wrapped up and what will the people around me think if I don't hit this goal that I want to talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. But what happens to me? 
if I don't hit that goal by May 31st? Nothing. Yeah. And that comes down to this idea of um, feeling safe, which I think is really important to touch on. Because for me, when I didn't trust myself and I was, my internal narratives were being driven by this like deep lack of self-worth and like fear that I wouldn't be worthy unless I did, you know, X, Y, and Z. It felt like what you just said about like, let go of these things would have been really triggering for like my fear, right? Of mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't let go of my daily workout goals. Like yeah. they are they are literally my safe space. Um, they're a very toxic safe space. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what my brain felt like. It felt like, no, those are what's keeping me safe. And I had to learn how to, to find safety elsewhere in trust in myself, in understanding that nothing bad would happen if I didn't meet my goals and like learning to, learning that I had worth outside of my word count goals. And I just want to emphasize that a, that takes time Mm -hmm. and b like, like it's okay to work through to like slowly work through that fear stuff and letting go of those, those tools that feel like safety that aren't Mm -hmm. safety, but feel Mm -hmm. like safety. So for me, for instance, one of the first things that I did was I stopped doing word count goals And instead I did hourly goals and you touched on that a little bit earlier, but for me, because I was using, because of my process, because my process is so much like this, like it looks like this deep pause and then it's this big burst of creation and then this big pause, right? I'm creating the whole time, but it doesn't, it word count wise, it doesn't come out that way. So for me, I I set time goals instead. And I said, okay, we're going to show up for, you know, an hour, at least an hour every day let's mm-hmm. say for a month. And I did that. And I, and I actually, I tracked my, like what I did. Um, and at the time, I think that was coming partially from a place of control. Like, do I really trust myself? But ultimately it showed me that like, it showed me that it showed me that I produced in these big bursts and that by the end of the month I had created close to what I had wanted to, um, you know, word count wise, but by not having work daily word count goals, I freed myself up to explore different ways to create. Yeah. Um, and so I don't even set those anymore mm-hmm. time, day, time <laughs> things yeah. anymore, because like some days I'll produce for like eight straight hours and then other days I like won't do anything or I'll walk and like think for three hours. Um, so I've built, but that came with trust. I couldn't have done that back when I was doing word count goals, I couldn't have shifted to, okay, now I'm just going to trust that I'll show up when I feel like it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and everything will work out. Like that was too far of a jump for me. So like, think of ways that you can open up flexibility in your routine, um, to like, to explore what might work better for you. Yeah. That's what I was getting at was that this takes an exploration. This takes getting known. You have to get to know yourself, but you can't get to know yourself if you are judging yourself from the moment that you stop the yeah. word count goal. That's what I was meaning of like, you can't keep, if you're still maintaining that word count goal from a place of shame, you're not exploring. You're not trying new yeah. things. You're not experimenting. I think this yeah. takes experimentation and it takes figuring things out and listening to yourself and asking yourself questions um, like you our bodies feel the pressure of everything, of writing, yeah. of having really big dreams. Like 
most of the time we're we're setting deadlines because we want to achieve something. We want to yeah. like get our books out into the world. Like how beautiful. But mm. you still feel a pressure about that. Why? Where's yeah. that pressure coming from? Where are you creating it in this process? Where are you even holding it? Like in your body. Like my body tends to like curl up into defense mode. And then I can tell like I'm feeling really defensive right now. Because yeah. my shoulders are hunched over and I like need to stretch out my neck. Like my my body's own reaction to my subconscious feelings clues me in on what's going through my head right now. What do I feel unsafe? Why? Mm-hmm. And experimenting to test out what causes those feelings is like the first step to getting to that place where you can let go, to getting to that place where you can um do what feels right to you. Yeah. Like in that moment where you're un- where you do feel unsafe, the only thing that feels right is when you put up those walls to create that false feeling of safety. Yeah. So you can't find like my ultimate like leave off point was going to be like do what works for you, but if you don't yeah. give yourself the opportunity to find that out and build a safe space around yourself while you do that, you're not going to be able to find what works for you. You're yeah. just going to go back to what feels like it's safety even though it's a fear response. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And yeah, I'm just going to reiterate the build a writing routine workshop. will walk you through how to yeah. do this. <laughs> um, cause like, cause I feel like we're, we're like, go experiment. Like, you know, these, these big, and they're big and they're important things. But if you're like, this sounds amazing. I want this. How do I yeah. do it? Um, you know, we have some questions that we'll leave you with today that you can start to explore. But um, but if you really want that guided walkthrough, you know, exploration of, of finding what works for you, the workshop that Rachel led um, on building a writing routine is incredible. And it's available to Tenacious Writing members. Um, so tenaciouswriting.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the, I mean, the to tie the workshop into just this greater process for you the workshop was four weeks long and we met every week and we did homework and exercises every week because this takes time so I don't say that to be like this is a big workshop I'm saying it to be like it takes time even if you're in a guided led session by like us who have been through this process or if you're learning this on your own you still have to give yourself grace to like allow the time for you to unlearn old habits feel out new things and then establish what you want to try or like experiment with what a new external motivation might look for you or maybe just getting rid of external motivations in general and just feeling like showing up whenever you feel like it. Um, It's a process. So you're allowed to give yourself some grace to do that. Yeah. 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 Um, And I'll I'll say too, this is a frequent check-in that we have in TW where we – we didn't just have our four weeks and like that was over. Like we do still check in about it and we we care very much about our members' writing processes and we're mm-hmm. always thinking about that and, and adjusting because what your life looks like in one point is probably going to look different six months, a year, two years down the road. And adaptability is a big piece of sustainability and consistency. Yeah. 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 So before we dive into, you know, things to take away, I kind of want to draw, just re-highlight, right, that external motivation works really well for Rachel. 
right now. Mm -hmm. It's not working well for me right now. And I think that they're the, both of us are in a really great place. And so mm-hmm. we're not saying like, we're not trying to say that external motivation is good or bad. Yes. What we're saying is, you know, it, it's gotta, it's gotta be coming from a good place. It's gotta be coming from a healthy place for you. Mm-hmm. So something that I would ask, um, and, and this is what I think we both ask people all the time when they come to us with questions about this is like, where is it coming from? What's driving mm-hmm. you to want this? Because like I've heard before on coaching calls that that some folks find external um, motivators to be really, really helpful because it helps them prioritize something that they otherwise wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and that is a really healthy way to have word count goals. If like you're really excited to write that many words, you know, and it could be something like I have a I have a client who's working on um, she wants to write at least a paragraph three times a week. That's that, but she really wants to do it. She wants to show up and this makes her, that external motivator makes her prioritize making sure she has time to sit down um, and and write three times a week. And so like that is coming from a really good place um, versus like some of the other things that we've talked about of it coming from a really bad place. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So just, yeah. I think um, there, there are, we've talked a lot about like, deadlines and goals and things like that. But there's also like accountability, which mm. is a really cool external motivation that works really well for me where I love b- having someone beside me who knows what I'm doing and like who can help me stay accountable to myself. There's like, I talked to, <laughs> I said this word before on the podcast where I do well with obligation <laughs> because I'm like, feeling like I've said, I've said to somebody, I have this goal and that like has spoken it into an existence. But I didn't mean obligation at that time. I meant accountability because obligation is the mindset of I've said it to Emily. So I have to do it. And if I don't do it, I'm letting myself and Emily down bad. Accountability is Emily's on this journey right beside me. She knows I have these goals and she's going to encourage me when things go awry or celebrate with me when I hit the goal or she just Mm -hmm. is kind of right here next next to me knowing that I'm working on something that's different that's accountability but obligation is when you feel like if you don't do it you're gonna let somebody down yeah it's where I would get tripped up because I would not share my goals in case I didn't live up to them and that was a question of self-worth validation so there's there's lots of ways that you can find um, external motivation, but you got to go back to ask yourself, where's this coming from? And why do I, why do I want this? And why would this help me? Yeah. And, um, you'll know, like, does it feel right? Or does it not feel right? Yeah. Your body will know, is this exciting? Yeah. Or is this terrifying? Yeah. <laughs> like your body will know. And that is your guidance. Yeah. Um, because if it's, if it's scary, if it's like, like the, um, the tenacious writing member was saying to you at the beginning of the call in your story that it like made them want to like sweat and yes. hyperventilate and like their heartbeat. Like those are signs that that is not for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's like this scary kind of thing where you're like nervous about putting yourself out there. And then there's like the gut feeling that this is not right for you. Yeah. There's like nervousness and anxiousness. And then there's like, that gives me actual heart palpitations and I cannot do that again. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, don't, don't do it. Don't do that. 
Yes. Yeah. And, and I just want to differentiate, right. It takes time to get to learn those signals in your body and like the fear of something new is also like the fear of shame, the fear of judgment, the fear of, you know, the fear of your own inner voices. Yeah. Is, is not something that you should let guide you. Like if, if back in the day when I was tracking word counts, you were like, well, what if you just, you know, wrote when you felt like it and trusted yourself, I would have had a fear response mm-hmm. <laughs> because I didn't believe that, that, that to be possible. Um, and so like, we're not telling you to jump from one to a hundred here, like, you know, one little step at a time. I was like, okay, well doing a, at that point, doing a time limit thing each day felt, felt exciting and safe. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time. And so that was the next step that I went to. So just, you know, don't try to go too far too fast yeah. um, and go, go with what feels, what feels good. Yeah. Okay. So here are some questions. Um, and we've, these are the questions we've touched on, but to reiterate, as you are thinking about, do I want external elevation or do I not? Or what, what is the thing that excites me? Um, you can ask yourself, um, when you think of an external motivator, do you have, pressure associated with that? Are you feeling pressure or a sense of foreboding or obligation? Does anything feel off in your body? Um, Like if you sit and you listen to the way your heart's beating or the way your cheeks get red or the way that you start to sweat. Like that, when we say, what does it do to your body? We're thinking like, how is your body physically reacting to this thing? Um, Where are you creating that pressure and why? What is it that you're feeling can you think of why you're feeling that way? Um, and here's another really big thing which we brushed over. But if you have an external motivator, or actually this goes for anybody, how are you building rest into your process? Where are you giving yourself the space to rest? Because yeah. people get lost in the daily goals where it's like every single day I have to do this thing. But then they forget that like, you are allowed to take a rest day. And they're like, but I can't because I have this daily goal. And you're like, no, stop it. You need to rest. Otherwise, this this is where it gets you to the burnout part. This is where it gets to the point where it feels so exhausting to tell yourself you're going to do something. You have to build rest into yeah. your process. And you have to build it in. Just saying, oh, I skipped a day on accident and I felt like crap about it. And that was my rest day. <laughs> yeah. That does not count. That's not rest. Yes. You need to build in rest without guilt. Yeah. Rest with guilt is not rest. So you need yeah. to build rest without guilt into your process. Um, I work with my clients to select one day a week, sometimes more. That's a good way to do it. Um, we also work on just giving yourself permission to take a day and not feel guilty about that. It can look in a lot of different ways, but hold that in your head of I'm not setting this goal, depriving myself of the time to rest, or I'm not, I'm not using this external motivator to deprive myself of rest because somehow rest would make me lazy or out of control. Yeah. Less than. Less than. Um, and then the another like guiding question to decide if, if external motivators, external motivation is right for you is by asking yourself, what will you feel? What will you think? What happens if you don't hit that deadline? If you don't hit that goal? If you don't do this motivator on one day? What will you think about yourself? And if it's yeah. any type of negative, shameful, harmful thought, you've got to explore that. You've got to think about where's this coming from? Do I really want this then? 
Or yeah. is there a way for me to pivot my mindset to like think differently about this situation? Because for me, like we've said, I have the same goals, but I think about them way differently because I think about myself a lot differently. But like yeah. for Emily, doesn't have the same goals, but still thinks about herself a lot differently. Yeah, that's that's like the gold question right there. And I think a lot of people don't ask that. Yeah. They just say, well, I I have to write 50,000 words in this month because I have to. Yeah. And you're like, why? What yeah. happens if you don't? Yeah. <laughs> like, And that can open up a lot of options and a lot of awareness about what's going on. I yeah. love that one. And like what this does for me is that instant fear of failure and rejection, which yeah. is – a fear that you will be rejected and cast out of society and that somehow you're no longer valuable or, or et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's, that for me was the mindset that I needed to shift to refine yeah. my self-worth. For me, it was that if I don't hit the deadline, I'm a piece of shit person and I will never yeah. amount to anything. Yeah. <laughs> that was my internal narrative. Yeah, Had to thing. work through that and then got, you know, doors opened. Yeah. Um, and then our final question, which we have definitely talked about, is um, what works for you? That's the part that you have to experiment with is what works for you? What motivates you and why? Why is that motivating to you? Do the what daily excites you. Yeah, what excites I think you? It can be a good. Yeah. Um, what excites you? What feels good? Like we talked about those negative feelings of what feels bad. But what gives you those good little flutters, those good heartbeats, those butterflies yeah. in your tummy? That's like, ooh, that's that's cool. What if what mm -hmm. if I try that out? Like, what gives you those feelings? Um, that's just as important as what kind of driving you away from those other feelings. Yeah, without the shame, you really have to. When I was working with that client, who her goal, her minimum goal is three paragraphs a week. Like three, she has to sit down and write at least a paragraph three times a week. She always writes more than that, but that's yeah. her goal. And when I was like, how does that feel? She was like, when we set that for her, it was two-parter, right? She was like, oh my gosh, I feel like this huge weight off my shoulders. Like I just feel so like light and free. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the feeling that you want. And then there was also the part, right? The external part that was like, well, externally, if somebody look, from the outside looks in, that will look like nothing that looks shameful, right? From a hustle culture perspective. And we had to draw the line between your body says yes to this. Who gives a shit? Yeah. The hustle culture is going to say about it. Yeah. Um, so pay attention. Those, those voices might try to come in and judge what feels good for you. You, they don't have a say. Yeah. <laughs> your body has the only say. Yeah. So last, last thing is say no to the things that don't feel good, to the things that don't motivate you or have the potential to completely derail you. Um, as you go through your air experimental process, um, we've talked about finding the things that feels good, but that also means you're going to find things that don't feel good and say no to those things. Like on this coaching call with that writer, when I offered the suggestion of what about a goal, she was like, no. And I was like, hell yeah, hold that boundary for yourself. Yeah. Like, you don't have to take, you don't have to do that. You can say no. You can say no. I, I know myself at this point to be like, that won't be helpful for me. That actually would send me into a spiral. Um, so hold your boundaries, trust yourself, you know, love yourself, um, and only, only say yes to those good things. Yeah. Life's too short, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okie dokie. If you want to build a successful, fulfilling, and sustainable writing life that works for you, you've got to get on our email list. Sign up now to get our free email course, The Magic of Character Arcs. After seven days of email magic, you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night. Links in the show notes. We'll see you there. Bye. Thank you.